listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. One and two and three and four and get them set ups right and tuck your tummy tight and do your crunches like this. Give head, stop, breathe, get up, check your weave. Don't drop the blunt, disrespect your weave. Pick your son up, don't disrespect your seat. It's a party tonight. And oh, she's so excited. Tell me who's invited. You, your friends, and my dick. Sounds scary to me. He didn't make girls look like Holly Berry to me. So, excuse me, miss. I forgot your name. Thank you. Good night. God bless you. I came. I came. I came. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips <laughs> podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen it's been a week without me and they feel weak without me that's some good ass workout music you know passed out trying to work out to that mm-hmm. maybe we can work it out work it out work it out work it out now um all right this is uh the blackout tips or as most of you guys are probably tuning in today you guys know this is a special wednesday edition of one of our favorite shows that mm-hmm. everybody seems to be in love with, and so are we. It's Walking Dead Wednesday, Day Walking Wednesday for the Blackout Tips. And you can find this podcast a bunch of places iTunes, Stitcher, RSS Radio, Podcatcher, Podcast Addict, much stuff. Um, just search for us and we'll come up. Leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher because we read those on the show every saturday when we do our feedback show the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's show is brought to you by shadow dog productions make sure you check out our album sunspot and other ratchetness it is all over everywhere amazon and 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 and, and, and itunes and whatnot mm-hmm buy it listen to us be silly you guys love when we do voices and characters and stuff well we got paid to do voices and characters um, we did it was a lot of fun yeah and there's people you know on there nick jews on there you know mm-hmm. come check us out man we appreciate everybody that supports the show that way you buy the album and it uh let's the the let's shadow dog productions know that you guys are invested and uh that you guys uh support them sponsoring us um also we have another sponsor it's bevel that's right this episode is brought to you by bevel the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com today and use code tbgwt to get 20 percent off of your first month at getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com um all right so i guess we can get right into the walking dead that's really what everybody's here for i know right it's like y'all need to get on with the show i don't know i don't remember if any major news i wanted to cover came up so we'll start with uh the walking dead um let me play the song for y'all back in the building walking dead episode 
uh 10 of season six mm-hmm. we are over the halfway mark winding down towards that episode 16 uh this one was called the next world it was directed by kari scoggling written by angela kang and Corey reed and it got a 13.48 uh in the ratings which is really good i mean last week was 13.74 so it pretty much retained everybody from the um season halfway mark you know mm-hmm. uh which you know last year i remember i want to say they did the return show yeah they got 15.64 and then the episode after that them got a 12.27 right. so it dropped off tremendously last year this this time i guess they did such a good job they retained everybody everybody's like i'm coming back to this shit next week <laughs> i know Carl, i got shot in the eye. what happened right um so um the next world basically is the aftermath of you know the town being overrun by zombies um and you know the conclusion to uh well not the conclusion but you know we get some we get a lot of closure this is one of those episodes where it's a bit of a a down episode and by down i don't mean it's not good i just mean it's not frantic action it's more character building right character um, development slowing it down because it's like you can't go high speed all the time and i think some people really want that in this show and you're like that's not realistic because that's not how life functions right and relationship building right is what it's about uh you know i find a lot of people do not appreciate the relationship building but a lot of times those are the episodes that actually make the deaths of characters mean things yes if not if nothing else they it becomes meaningless if if the characters don't have real strong relationships with other characters their deaths don't mean anything to me and i feel like episodes like this give you the space where you can go okay this person means this to that person this person is getting cool with that person and then whenever you know some somebody eventually does die or get separated from the group or something now you feel that urgency that and a lot of times when they slow like this, they give you background history, where they came from, who they really are, why they make the decisions that they make. And to me, I think a lot of people want to, they want to ignore those episodes or they don't want to take the time to watch those episodes. But if you don't, they're like, well, that person died, that person didn't mean nothing. It was, it's bad writing. You can't have both ways. You can't, want, you can't want a rushed action story but no character development. That's dumb. Yeah what i find is that a lot of times people just go well they didn't kill any zombies this week you know but uh at any rate i guess we should get into the scene by scene breakdown because uh there's a lot going on this week and um you know it's separated into basically two major Mm storylines uh it was rick and daryl going out on a run (laughs) and uh michonne and carl and enid and spencer out in the woods true pretty much a major storylines um uh, which was cool because they finally not finally but they found a way to do individual kind of storylines and weave them together without having to separate the group again right because i feel like in the past they've always kind of whenever they wanted to just tell a couple people stories or a couple a story involving only a handful of people it's always felt like they had to be like and this group got split up from that group and now we got to tell their story separate from everybody else this group got lost or Yeah. yeah um so first thing we notice when they come back is rick is creating another belt hole in his belt and if you pay attention he's making his belt looser not tighter 
i asked some people say well i think he was making it tighter i rewound i went and watched it more than once gaining weight you can't see the holes from that angle if if um he was making it tighter you would be able to see the holes that were in front of front of the hole he was making you can't and then when he pulls picks the belt up you see clearly that the um handle part of the belt is to the left and the hole he was making is all the way to the right so you know when you make a hole closer to the tip of the belt uh not away from the handle you're actually making your belt looser so uh they also show a picture of carl holding judith and carl has an eye patch mm-hmm. so it's like a uh a time skip right so he's looking like the governor um uh, governor jr <laughs> right but yeah we know now time skip time has passed and i think first of all what did you think about the idea of skipping coming back to the story but skipping ahead i don't have a problem with that it's some sometimes certain things have to do that to kind of move and progress the storyline along and it's like what could you have told in that period of time that would have warranted a non-time skip like not only that i love this idea it's um they've done it a few times before Mm -hmm. like typically they do it coming out of the winter break but um this time they did an episode immediately afterwards and then took a break but what i like about this is uh it like it we can fill in the blanks of what happened but we don't have to go through the things that we knew were gonna happen you know carl's gonna live so he's gonna heal up we don't have to go through his whatever ptsd right uh there was no reason to show that the cleaning up of the bodies of the zombies we didn't need to see that we just assumed that it happened yeah and and i and i mean the other thing is it adds this layer of sophistication to the show because now when we see characters we have to wonder like next time we see morgan and carol have they had this talk yet right you know what like what's going on you know so um i actually really appreciated that that was that was kind of dope um to skip forward uh michonne showed up in carl and rick's house wearing a bathrobe with her hair wrapped up yeah, like she just got out the shower yeah because she's been living with them the whole time she's been living with them the whole time yeah okay she, yeah if i'm I, I, tell me if i'm wrong but mm. if I, from the beginning she i think she been staying there the whole time like i think they all had a house together i don't okay. think that she actually had a separate house i don't remember her saying that she lived somewhere else i think they have always lived under the same roof well what i've noticed was the comfort right i mean she walks in she's basically in her house coat you know her hair's you know anytime a black woman put wrap her hair up around you you know you might as well be family yeah (laughs) she'll show you the head scarf you know it's real you know she was borrowing she had been borrowing the toothpaste for two weeks now they were out of toothpaste um to which you know i'm like I understand the toothpaste thing, but what are you doing to keep your skin so luxurious? Uh-huh. What's your skin regimen in the shine, in the, the Z pot shining on everybody? She, she got them doing cocoa butter, shea butter runs. She got the secret shake. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, that's what they need to have. Instead of her asking for toothpaste, she should have asked for some for some uh, shea butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we could have seen like Daryl and Rick roll their eyes because you know that's the one that's the that's the items that's gonna be out of the way <laughs> right like damn we gotta drive all the way over to sally's i know but then at the same time those will be the things that are still in stock because <laughs> yes they white, would be. white people would have rode, rode right past them mm, no damn shea butter all right cocoa butter what do you do with that and you fail to realize it's good for y'all skin too but they were like mm, fuck that mm-hmm. <laughs> where you been hiding all the oils and the butters 
um <laughs> so yeah uh then uh rick calls carl in um then carl tries to like not come at first and then rick pretends he didn't hear what rick carl said carl comes and he's like i actually heard you <laughs> just some daddy shit <laughs> fucking with him but it was kind of a funny moment you know and then and you know michonne comes in smiling and she's talking about the toothpaste and they're saying they don't have any and it's such a relaxed you almost forget it's a zombie apocalypse it's almost like a scene from a fucking like um i don't know episode of full house or some shit you know right and also it's one of those things where the time skip was needed because the speech that rick gave carl at the end of the last episode was like he kind of wanted this and this was kind of his vision coming to to pass he wanted what the peace and like he wanted to build a new society and all that mm. stuff he gave carl that long speech before carl you know me grabs his hand and shit like that so the the time jump was was needed so that you could kind of see uh them going through the process now you don't know how far along they might be in like there's this progress process of you know he told me he was expand the walls and all that stuff and rebuild and all that stuff which which i know you you you're under the assumption that's what they're doing i think eventually you'll see how far they've gotten in that process but um yeah i think that the time jump was needed for that purpose yeah well more importantly i mean because you can't tell all that in this opening scene but no. what you can tell is that his attitude has changed right like his attitude is just a hundred percent different you know before this every episode that he was around michonne and carl or whoever was in the group it was always some these people don't know what they got these people gonna ruin everything we gotta take it from them if we got it like every fucking conversation was just (laughs) some savage ass shit so he finally got you know we got relaxed rick he's holding judith Mm -hmm. uh who's looking all precious in her little baby uh dress and i seen the way michonne looked at him holding judith and it was just kind of um you know like babies can be aphrodisiacs a little bit like you know once you see yeah. a, a man holding a baby it's like i can think of a future with him yeah you know? but she's always had a a soft spot on her for judith uh because of yeah her. but this wasn't that it wasn't all look at judith it was looking at right. rick holding judith right you know picking her up like come on baby let's go you know like it was very much it was like a tender moment for with rick being a father and it was something we just don't really get to see from rick Mm -mm. very much anymore everything with rick is just so much tension and what's the next move and stress and here's a moment of just rick relaxing you know and he's like all right man i'm about to go do this run and um he uh gives her a a five (laughs) uh they they like slap hands and he walks out and i don't know why but at that moment i thought maybe they were gonna kiss on the cheek or something and be like all right well you have a good day because i was like oh maybe in this time that this time jump maybe they've started a relationship but they just gave each other a five so i was like oh okay i guess no that's that's not happening right and i i I didn't assume it was gonna happen either for the simple fact that it was like hey we just cool yeah we live under the same roof but yeah that's yeah yeah and you know sometimes i you know i feel like as a man and as especially as someone who finds uh michonne deny uh to be attractive part of me is just like oh man you know maybe she's feeling me maybe you should make a move but you know (laughs) obviously i was like the showrunners might not even see this relationship in that light so he gave gives her a five and Mm -hmm. walks out um it's him and daryl going on a mission daryl's walking towards a car and denise stops him and wants uh some pop 
a special brand of pop for Tara. And you can tell he was from the South because I'm like, I know what pop is now from talking to people from other parts of the country, but I'm like, what the hell is a pop? Yeah, she's from Ohio, and that's how they say soda. Right. And um, he was like, how you know to get this specific brand? Uh, she was like, it's not for me. I hate, I hate pop it's actually for tara i heard i heard her saying it under her breath in her sleep uh and i was like oh man that like you know they're together yeah they're not just together but it's it's out in the open and everything you know they made an official relationship yeah she did everything would say you want to smell tara's pussy (sighs) (laughs) in his face (laughs) but um yeah but i was like she said she either loves it or hate it i don't know uh so she was playing a hunch and daryl said yeah i'll get it for you you know no problem i know you're making a grocery list mm-hmm. and you know one thing i thought about that moment too is uh i think people mistakenly say some fucked up shit about not even mistakenly purposely sometimes say some fucked up shit about the black characters on this show mm-hmm. and one of the things people say is like well black men are asexual mm-hmm. there's nobody more asexual than daryl right Daryl might be the most asexual person on the show. He's never had a relationship with anybody romantically. Uh, you know, people were joking and trying to make something out of his relationship with Carol, but that turned out to be more of a mother figure type thing. Right. His relationship with Beth turned out to be kind of like an older brother. Mm-hmm. You know, he's never made a move on anybody. He's never kissed anybody. Mm-hmm. He's never said anything, flirted anything. So it's just kind of interesting that people cherry pick that when you know i was thinking about the black characters on the show morgan starts off with the wife yep um uh, tyrese and gets with karen mm-hmm. um bob is with sasha yep uh gabe is a priest so that kind of explains itself you know he's a catholic priest yeah so but... he's in the little children um uh, oh, oh lord <laughs> you know even you know you can even i mean and then i'm not i'm not gonna even stretch the relationships that other people had because i saw people saying stuff like well what about noah and beth but we don't know that anything romantic was happening there right but just in general it's just very weird that people cherry pick the black men on this show and and they just say all kinds of wrong shit it was people were in my mentions all sunday just saying wrong shit i was like that's not what happened on this show you have to pay attention you know what and i really really think a lot of people live tweet and they don't pay attention and then they don't rewatch the show well it's not even not paying attention this is these aren't this isn't something you missed this isn't a moment like oh i wasn't looking at the tv this is people have agendas sometimes true and they want the show to fit into the agenda so they can call it racist or fucked up or whatever mm-hmm. the black men on the show are not asexual if that no. is a falsehood it's, it's absolutely not true you know the only person i can think of that was black and a black dude that was asexual was uh t-dog yeah. you know but that's it the, the rest of them had relationships at some point or something anyway um so uh they start getting these requests you get the pop you got the toothpaste michelle wants toothpaste with spearmint and baking soda baking powder <laughs> um and then eugene stops him and says he wants them to get some sorghum and he's mapped out a bunch of agricultural locations where they might be able to find some sorghum because it can help them grow their crops faster and if they can grow the crops faster they can um uh take their food situation from scary to honky donkey <laughs> that was the most awkward ass conversation right they didn't even i think he expected them to laugh at honky donkey and they both just looked at him because at this point it's becoming like a role-playing game with side missions it's just like okay soda toothpaste 
sorghum all right <laughs> all right i guess i'll put that on the list if we happen to cross it all right there's no home depot around here right and then when they paused and looked at him, he just goes think about it i'm like okay <laughs> um so yeah um let's see what else happened they head out on the road and uh as they're leaving michonne is working the fence uh, on guard duty and she sees spencer running into the woods or well walking into the woods mm-hmm. with a shovel on his back and a backpack uh and she actually puts her gun down and walks into the walks into the woods behind her and i was thinking only michonne is such a badass that she could put her gun down and say let me just take my sword into the woods with me i don't need this weapon i'll be all right all right and, and i don't worry about her i was just like okay yeah she got to figure it out um so yeah she went into the woods at the spencer um maggie walked up to enid and enid was like writing or a letter or something you know just writing mm-hmm. whatever reading and maggie went up to her and basically just said you saved glenn you don't have to be a loner you don't have to be out here and if you want to come talk to somebody you want to talk to me i'm always available you know don't be a stranger and i was thinking man it's got to be lonely for a girl her age mm-hmm. you know because you know pretty much everybody else all the other kids are dead or they're fatty call yeah 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 because they didn't have the skills to survive yeah like the, the well the other kids when we got there were sam and his brother ron and enid sam and ron dead they zombie food they gone uh and then you know it's enid and carl you know uh it's it probably you know it's pretty lonely for her and she's kind of standoffish she's trying to be you know her own person and also she does she just doesn't believe in this whole group dynamic she feels like it's all gonna fall apart and it's not gonna work out so why even deal with this right why waste my time but uh maggie gave her a good like you know a little like pep pep talk like hey man come be come you can come hang out with us you know hang out with me you can always talk to me and and it makes sense because it's one of those things where she's like i guess from her perspective she probably sees the loneliness you know see her kind of separate herself and she realized that she sacrificed you know herself and and actually came back to the group you know because her and glenn probably talked about everything well, she saved her right she climbed that thing and saved her here's what i was thinking um maggie also probably misses beth yeah. you know and the, you know yeah. enid, she has that older sister thing in her where she probably wants to take enid under her wing um you know not to mention you know maybe wanting to be a mom and stuff kind of like how wanting to be a dad for glenn was the thing that motivated him to take care of enid yeah and uh something about a good thing there was more than just them because remember how carl went to the room there was a room full of teenage boys and it was several boys in that room and Mm. um it was enid uh enid enid uh her emo uh psycho boyfriend mm-hmm. and it was like two other dudes and i don't remember these other dudes but we like never seen them again but it was like some other teenagers okay there. well i don't see them niggas oh no 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 I, I'm, I'm i haven't seen dead. i haven't seen them since then so i'm, I'm assuming they died character wise it seemed like it's pretty lonely for enid and oh, it yeah. definitely wasn't no other little girls her age oh so no like, other little girls you know like community wise i can see her feeling like th- there's no place for me here right um and that was so long ago like legit i don't know what happened to them kids if they even oh they around. died they zombies someone walking around because they i mean even if they're alive they don't have roles 
correct but yeah, I, we, I, we I, never I see them did. any other place all right okay mm-hmm. so um um they went and uh rick and and and, and daryl went to one of these farm agricultural locations and they found a truck they opened up the back of the truck and inside was goods tons of shit it was just everything you could use it was i mean this looked like a trap it was so good like the outside of the motherfucking uh barn housing facilities warehouse said sorghum on it in big words like (laughs) it really felt like they were gonna open it up and either zombies and wolves were gonna come out or like uh negan was gonna be like aha motherfuckers you know and no none of that happened they just found this truck full of shit and i I think it was something that somebody else like stashed right and was going to come back for it well they must not have made it back in time nope and rick and daryl look at it and rick says law averages basically like we've had so many shitty days looking for stuff it's about time we hit the jackpot (laughs) true you know we always come back with nothing here we go we got a bunch of something um and he said we can come back for the car later we'll just start this truck and get the hell out of here and daryl said you think you can start this truck he said hell yeah and they started up and get ready to uh drive off and start driving off right and 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 at that time i was like this is smart because you don't want to separate and i was thinking why the fuck would you leave the car behind two cars better than one you know what i'm saying what if some what if the truck runs out of gas what if uh you blow you get a fat flat tire you know you have to leave the truck somewhere or you know i don't know i just thought two modes of transportation would be better than the one but um apparently it didn't work out you know they they actually said leave the car hop in the truck so they hop in the truck they're driving they pass a gas station they stop i'm thinking do they need gas because this gas station looks fucking terrible and deserted yeah like ain't gonna be no diesel up in there player Mm -hmm. um but they had actually stopped there because of the set the soda and the candy and the toothpaste (laughs) and shit trying to get the shopping list done right and the inside the gas station was boarded up and it looked empty but outside there was a vending machine but the vending machine had turned and fell on its face so you couldn't actually see what was in it they tried to flip it over they weren't strong enough daryl said i have an idea they tied a chain to the vending machine they got in the truck they pulled it flipped it onto its side and voila it had candy and shit still inside um and rick said soda and candy why the trouble and uh daryl said it's not any trouble and they start getting ready to break into the machine uh to get the candy and a random stranger bumps into rick from behind knocks him into the machine and then turns around and stops and daryl and rick both draw weapons on this guy both got guns to his face and um that's when we cut the commercial Mm -hmm. he's you know and so we come back and the guy has long straggly hair Mm -hmm. he's got a mask over his face like a ninja (laughs) right um i want to say he may even had a hoodie on or a hat and he was like yeah he's like whoa easy guys i was just running from the dead and they were like how many and he was like 10 you know when it gets double digits i just start running um and he said how far away he said they're about 11 minutes away 
it, you know because of how i was running and stuff but they're on this way for sure and uh you guys need to get out of here too and um rick realizes like okay the guy seems like he's on the up and up doesn't seem like a threat puts his gun up daryl continues to have his gun raised right he was like i don't trust you yeah and you know (laughs) and the guy is like yeah hey man we cool right we cool and daryl finally puts his gun down and what what it made me realize at this moment was rick and daryl had switched places rick used to be the guy like fuck this we can't trust anybody what's the setup what's the catch i mean this is a guy who held aaron tied him up punched him beat him uh wasn't gonna let judah sauce huh made him eat that applesauce right made him eat the applesauce wasn't gonna um let judith eat it like he was like nope he was trust nobody confirm everything you know and here he is going i seem like a good dude to me and Daryl is now the opposite because Daryl got jacked for his motorcycle and his crossbow. Yes, he did. And who knows? We might cross them two again. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Daryl looks different holding a gun than not a crossbow. Right. Um, but yeah, Daryl, you know, got jacked for his shit and now he's looking like trust nobody. I had a motorcycle and a motherfucking crossbow last week. Fuck this. <laughs> it gone. You know, um, so it was kind of interesting to see them kind of switch places and that became a theme of the episode um and they asked the dude what his name was and the whole time <laughs> daryl was looking like man just let him go uh the guy turned around and said paul rovia and me and karen since we read the comic went oh yeah that was my initial <laughs> response yeah because i was like damn it and then he said but my friends used to call me jesus your pick and he even held his hands out to the side to the side like jesus on the cross mm-hmm. and then me and karen were like oh i knew it yeah because as soon as i seen him i was like oh that looked like jesus mm-hmm. then i was like wait and it was funny though because they psyched i think they purposely did that yes for the people to read the comments because it was like when he said i was like oh Right. you got my hopes up for nothing everybody on the timeline that reads the comic you can just see jesus question mark flow up and down the day walking hashtag right but uh yeah so the guy is you know turns out to be jesus mm-hmm. um and rick is like well how many walkers have you killed and daryl's like come on man damn <laughs> he was was too busy running away anyway yeah and the guy was like hey man don't matter i gotta get out of here bye and he runs kind of off in the distance around the corner and rick is like look man i had to ask he 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 might be out here with um with some people because earlier daryl lied and said they didn't have a camp and the guy said he didn't have a camp but rick's like why was his beard trimmed so much why was his hair on fleek like that you right. know right so rick can rick you know even though he kind of more shellaxed he still is alert shellax what does shellax mean lay back oh relaxed uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway rick is like look man um we you know we could have asked maybe bring him back to the crew to the crew and whatnot was like, he didn't have a gun like, was like Fuck that shit. uh we could follow him we could track him and uh he he says bring him back and daryl goes nah god calls himself jesus <laughs> right like you can't like, how much with him. that makes yeah like can't be fucking with him um but uh you know the lord giveth 
because then some um fireworks went off in the back it sounded like gunshots it did rick and them go to investigate around the corner of the building they realize it's just fireworks popping off you know those fireworks they go pop pop, off those like chinese um was it like a tin can not a tin can but a uh a barrel yeah and and they and they go off and they sound like gunshots and he Mm -hmm. did say walkers were coming from that direction they go to investigate it's they realize it's fireworks and right then daryl goes did he he got your keys didn't he Ah! so when jesus bumped into rick originally he swiped his keys and And they run around the corner and you hear the truck driving off and as it drives off he does throw a bag out of the side so i don't know what that bag was for maybe it was their stuff whatever he throws the bag out of the side and like drives off and the convenient the uh candy machine whatever is still tied up uh to the um to the back of the truck Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and they're just both standing in the road like well shit you know (laughs) and that's why i'm like you should have took the other car just tell the other person a true you'd have another vehicle i didn't think about it that time but yeah you'd have another vehicle yep uh spencer was in the woods with that shovel on uh he confronted a zombie and when the zombie came out of the bushes is he looked disappointed and he went to go kill it like to steal himself to kill it but michonne stepped in and killed it for him and he was basically like what are you doing out here leave me alone (laughs) it's like you asking her she gonna be fine are you gonna be okay she was like i'm out here to help you i saw you running i was doing security and whatnot and he was like look man you the first person that's ever spot me walking to the woods i do this after all my shifts for the last few weeks um and she's like why are you out here and he was like i don't want to say you i just got something i gotta do um terrible security right everybody on security need to be fired and meanwhile rick and daryl roll up on the soda the 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 vending machine that has sodas and candy and shit in it i've never seen a vending machine like this it's some old school shit i guess yeah i've always seen either drinks or candy and shit this one had both yeah yeah that was old school and then it was like the windy kind too wasn't it mm-hmm. oh those shoulders was hot as shit so they had been running after the truck you know just running down the street rick of course in his trademark uh adidas boots i don't know how he does all that running man i know he got so many fucking corns and shit on i know his feet fucking stink because he been marching around him got you know how how uncomfortable it is to fucking run in cowboy boots and then you know i got a little heel on it and honey he he ran this and then he had them same boots on when he was running before mm-hmm. for my huh i don't know he an athlete rick can't finish an episode without getting getting sweaty no matter how clean he start off Mm-mm, between him and that dude from the leftovers it's like they they just can't stay <laughs> can't, can't stay clean. dry can't stay dry for a whole episode um so yeah somebody said he needs sneakers to say yeah they need to do he need to uh put uh sneakers on the list of, of items next time yeah rick might be hell in Af- some nikes i know athletic socks and some sneakers because you know he'll be in them boots he gets some sneakers on he can really move right might be usain bolton some damn regular <laughs> shoes right um so they get the sodas and daryl's a little happy about that because those are the sodas that 
um denise wanted for tara mm-hmm. and they glug down the sodas real quick um and rick basically is justifying the fact that he trusted this guy to recruit him and he's like man we need to still be recruiting people and daryl's like nah that's that's <laughs> we don't this is proof we don't and he said and he goes people like and daryl goes people like him and rick's like well of course not him you know but we don't we need to continue to build and right recruit. because the before it was reversed he kept telling rick we need to recruit we can't do it on our own we can't do it on our own we can't do it on our own yeah well he he was just saying that that's not who they are to leave people outside stranded i don't right. think daryl was thinking about we can't do it on our own or we need to build or anything i just think daryl just feels like it's the wrong thing to do or at least he felt that way right. to leave people stranded that obviously need help correct um so uh they start running again um with the backpack full of snacks now and all i could think was i know them sodas getting shook the fuck up ah, they go i know up them bitches. they hot and right. they getting shook when it's running <laughs> yes um the trailer for fear the walking dead came on during the commercials and i loved it mm-hmm. that's all uh someone told me well i think the shorts for the flight of the fear of the walking dead or whatever i feel like that's been better than uh the actual show Get i was the like fuck out of here no minute clips what the right. fuck is wrong with people strongly disagree uh enid and carl are out in the woods uh camping and shit walking around she uh she was asking why do they come out there he said because we're kids uh and that's what they do and she said we're not kids we're past that point yeah and it's true man they've done and seen too much shit to say they're still kids <laughs> yes they have as, as awkward as that sounds because they're still innocent in some respects but come on all the death and dying and she's fucking eating turtle soup out the out the shell of a turtle come on yeah they're not kids anymore Mm-mm. um so uh they um see michonne and spencer out there and um Enid's like, you know what? I'm done coming out here. And what may, what I thought about this scene was, does this mean Enid, maybe Maggie got through to her, maybe Glenn got through to her, maybe she's tired of trying to be the loner. Cause I think when she was going out to the woods by herself every day, sneaking by herself, she actually felt safer alone. And she actually yeah. felt that she didn't want to get attached to these people. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like, she realized by coming out in the woods how and especially after the zombie attack and all and the wolves this world is very dangerous and the and after last week's uh speech with glenn there's no strength in being a loner Mm -mm. you have to be have unity in numbers and it's one of those things where she felt like i need to be among the wall because for the first time i think she felt like this is where she belongs yeah and it's okay to care about people again and shit like that um so they ran into a a zombie and carl would not let her kill it uh enid said we should kill it he said no and enid goes this is bullshit it should be dead um and carl said no you don't understand you say you don't want to be out here just go back in i got this and carl pushes the zombie down but he doesn't kill it um and at this point i'm like who the fuck could this zombie be or used to have been that he would 
be thinking this way and the only thing i could think was deanna because it was either deanna or like ron maybe okay you know what i mean like i I just it had to be someone who was important to them okay um but those were the people i was thinking deanna ron you know sam maybe something like that so i was like whoever was got to be somebody they recognize right right um so um rick and daryl catch up to jesus in the middle of the road uh who's trying to you know uh i think he got a flat tire or something yeah he did because he's what he do is change the tire yeah and uh they catch him in the middle of the road and proceed to have a pretty good fight with him yeah because he was handling his business because before uh when jesus and daryl was talking and daryl was like don't make threats that you can't um uh, back up and he said precisely mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like oh okay this sounds serious yeah jesus was believing in the eye for an eye during this fight because he yeah, was he's giving it he's giving them hands he wasn't turning the other cheek Mm-mm. but uh he had some pretty good moves but eventually uh with two on one right uh they get jesus down on the ground they got guns on them uh zombies coming out the woods and uh jesus is like yeah but y'all probably ain't got bullets in those guns and <laughs> rick and daryl in unison both shoot the zombie with the, with the guns they have and then put the guns back on jesus and it felt like some shit out of bad boys too like <laughs> Like, like like try us bitch right like it was perfect um and there was a lot of comedy to this storyline by the way like i, I actually love this storyline because it yes. was very much the road runner and wally coyote it's very looney tunes yeah. very slapstick and i like the change in tempo and the change in tenor yes. between this episode and the last um because i was laughing my ass off of some of these gags um so then they tie jesus up and he said, you just going to leave me like this? they like, the chains ain't even that tight. You'll be able to get out in a little bit, if, you know, just not before we drive off. And Daryl gives him something to drink, but first he shakes up the can of soda that he throws to Jesus. Ah, ah. Petty on fleek. Mm-hmm, 100%. So petty to do that shit. Um, so um, they, they're driving back towards Alexandria. For some reason, Rick, sees a barn and kind of wants to go explore and check it out and when they turn off of the regular road and onto this dirt road they hear something banging and oh, it no. sounds like it's coming from the roof of the of the truck mm-hmm. and rick slams on brakes and sure enough jesus comes falling off the roof of the truck i was like how the fuck did he get up there jesus has somehow gotten his uh gotten his restraints off and was on top of the truck before they could even pull off and uh he's now on the loose and daryl is fucking fed up (laughs) he said at least i have had enough of you daryl hops out of the passenger side of the truck rick is in the truck truck and uh is in the truck and he's like chasing jesus i don't even know what the plan was at this point to be honest all i heard was benny hand music like they legitimately could have just kept rolling yeah i don't know what happened it's it's not like unless that farm was in alexandria maybe that's what they were trying to say i don't know because to me i was like just drive off fuck them you know what i mean like i don't understand um because i i don't i don't know anyway 
but but they were so pissed and they were so annoyed and this dude right. had, like, we t- we're tired of you this, this would be the third time we ran into your ass yeah so daryl's out there chasing this motherfucker and he look jesus was out there like tecmo bowl <laughs> yes because daryl couldn't tackle him for shit man he was trying to just putting the motherfucking ladanian Tomlinson moves on his ass <laughs> it was crazy man jesus had a bunch of energy and shit he's wiry um so some so rick parks the truck and gets out some zombies that were tied to a truck in the in the farm like field get loose right because they probably been trying to uh get off that rope for years and they finally snapped right and daryl says uh i got jesus basically you just killed those zombies so rick goes to kill the zombies him and jesus start fighting and running around jesus um gets to the to the van i guess he's trying to steal the steal the truck again i mean he gets to the truck daryl is fighting with him in the truck cab and then jesus goes get down there's a zombie behind daryl and jesus pulls steals daryl's gun points it at daryl tells him to get down daryl ducks he shoots jesus shoots the zombie and then daryl basically said thanks for saving his life you know because that's what he just did then he grabbed the gun and said that's my gun and punched him in in the face (laughs) and right as he punched him in the face the fucking truck starts rolling backwards because apparently the handbrake or something got knocked out Mm -hmm. and it's rolling backwards into a lake y'all to a lake all All that good shit they got today all they supplies about to go to a van down by the river dog (laughs) yes it is and it's so it's rolling into the um lake they realize this uh they both jump out of the cab of the truck and um jesus hits his head on the um the door the door of the van of the truck and he's knocked unconscious immediately uh rick comes up sees this aftermath of this and, and rick wasn't even too mad nope rick just rick just just looks at the shit drowning you know the, all that good good stuff going to the bottom of the river and he just goes oh like uh, that like that's terrible and then daryl goes ah. law averages some bullshit man <laughs> i said maybe daryl's an atheist now definitely don't believe in jesus Mm-mm. um so uh i think at this time they decide they're gonna look in the cars see if they can find one that's working and then take jesus back uh with the alexandra for medical care even though daryl his suggestion is to leave him up in a tree and with daryl's accent i don't like the way that sounded i thought he was gonna hang him <laughs> i hope this don't mean what i think it mean daryl no i really think he meant leave him up in the tree all right you never could tell his brother was merle <laughs> that's true now um so um spencer's out in the woods with michonne he's talking about how he doesn't have a family anymore and um michonne's like that's bullshit you know you got all us you need to come back home he said my family's dead that's not home it's just where i live um and at this point i think it's all coming together you know if that zombie is deanna spencer's out there to kill deanna and if that zombie is deanna and carl didn't kill it it says something that he told enid at the time um you wouldn't understand um because carl knows a boy can't become a man until he kills his zombie mama 
Okay. Yep. He's old in the game when it comes firsthand. to this. He know from firsthand experience. Mm-hmm. You got to kill your zombie mama if you ever want closure. So Michonne looks in the woods. She sees Carl leading the zombie to through the woods, and yep, it's Deanna. And Spencer sees Deanna, uh, thinking that they've discovered Deanna all on his own. Michonne holds Deanna, and then Spencer kills her with his uh with his knife um and they go to bury deanna mm-hmm. um and michonne cuts a d into a tree for her bur- for deanna's burial site which is also foreshadowing and then um she uh, uh, uh spencer says that deanna basically told him that he he would find his way or something or he would not lose his way once she was gone and I also feel like Spencer may have had this reaction because the last thing he really said to oh, he was nasty Deanna was him being mean. Right, man. He was terrible. Blaming girl. her for Reg's death and right. the, his brother. And the whole, everything falling apart. He basically was like, it's your fault. Yeah, and I was kind of wondering that when Michonne gave him the speech about how, you know, I've been out here chasing you all over the woods. You still got family. You still got a home. I was wondering, like, was this a romantic moment for them? Was Spencer like a love interest for Michonne? But I realized I in that moment, that. huh? I said, I, didn't, I, didn't, I wouldn't have thought that. Well, I was thinking that, and in that moment, I realized I don't want her to date Spencer. Mm-mm. I don't like Spencer. No, he, he's kind of a coward. Um, right. He's secretive. He's extremely moody and all this shit. And I, truthfully, I don't think that I might be wrong, but I'm like, I don't think that he would be her type yeah i don't know what michelle's type is because she's never been with anybody on the show true so i can't even really say um but i just felt i don't know but at that moment i just felt this like oh god please don't try to ship them relationship show come on now you know what i mean please don't like have this moment turn into a romantic moment um but i felt like at the end it was more motherly than anything where Mm -hmm. she was kind of saying like you got family don't be a punk come come back you know um let's see uh rick and daryl are driving back with jesus unconscious in the back seat tied up mm-hmm. and daryl's basically like going back and forth with rick like man we need to um this is a bad idea i don't want to take this person back and rick's like nope y'all told me that we need to recruit people right we need to build for the future He's like i'm listening to y'all now we, right we need to expand he said i'm finally listening i was wrong um you guys are right we should do this and you know maybe not this guy but we need to get more people in here to help us out um yeah and rick was being an ass because he kept driving and swerving and making jesus fall on daryl yeah because jesus is not in the seat belt and he's in the back seat right and so <laughs> rick was basically like man you try you know daryl you try to come off hard but but you're not and he turns a little bit and knocks jesus on to daryl because <laughs> of the momentum of the car and daryl slammed jesus off. i was like jesus gonna jesus i hope jesus ain't got post concussion syndrome <laughs> damn daryl be gentle <laughs> um uh carl was on the porch with judith um and they were looking at the stars and he was teaching her about the north star and how if you know where that is you always know where you are 
and judith doesn't understand cause she's a baby Mm-mm. but michonne comes walking up and she gave basically gave call a talking to which was like the fuck you doing out there not killing that zombie when you saw zombie deanna you need to kill her and she was like you know how we do what's happening what's up right and carl was like nah like i wouldn't i I wouldn't do it to you and i'm not gonna kill deanna like it's like this is not even a debate to me and michonne tried to like pull rank on like no you need to do what you're supposed to do and you need to be safe and all this and carl's just like i don't feel that way you know um and i i think especially with carl having killed his own mom zombie mom right i can see how he might feel that way like mm-hmm. you know I, anyway i can see how he might feel that way yeah, i think his thing is is, is if anybody would have was gonna kill her it need to be a family member yeah maybe he you know i can see how he might it might be more complicated for carl than it is for us right uh which is another thing i think i don't think we'll ever understand it because we're just people watching a tv show but mm-hmm. all the scenes where you have to kill the zombie version of the person who raised you and shit those scenes they always come off well to me because you would hesitate if my mom turned into a zombie right. i wouldn't just feel like well oh well bitch dead and just kill her like who thinks that way you fucking psychos out there correct you know like it would be hard as fuck to do that um anyway uh so you know he he felt a certain way and michonne gave him like a motherly talk man i I thought it was kind of a cool moment between the two characters because they go way back you know and to when they even got split up together and stuff um you know so i just i just really appreciated that scene yeah she was like i tracked you down i didn't track you down from two from, from two states over just for you to go ahead and kill yourself right um so they get all the way to the fence now with daryl and rick in the car mm-hmm. and daryl's like man remember that shit you said we you said well, after pete and reg died when you said we don't need to recruit people we just need to stay here and you know take care of ourselves well you were right and rick was like nope i was wrong y'all was right <laughs> and <laughs> um then they drove in the fence i just thought that was a cool moment because daryl really held his tongue all the way till they got to the fence and i think <laughs> i think the shit didn't really get real to him till they got to the fence and jesus was about to come in the fence and he was just like man for real like, we can't just put this nigga in a house or something Mm-mm. um so they bring jesus into denise's office doctor's office and she's really confident about doctor now that she's getting some on the rig she she on she 2 a.m call because they when they came in it was dark right now that she's uh created fetty car she's <laughs> like she's, she's a woman i can fix anything so uh they give him some tr- concussion treatment by wrapping his head in gauze and then uh they put him in that same house cell room that uh they had morgan in i believe and rick and rick in right. and rick leaves him uh a note and car and daryl leaves him some water for when he wakes up and rick's rick's listening to daryl he goes it is pretty stupid for us to go out there daryl goes yep and rick goes do it again tomorrow daryl goes yep because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do yeah it's just like i said there's some funny moments in this joint um so rick is back home he's laying on the couch decompressing from the end of the day obviously he's tired as fuck 
ain't wearing them boots right and michonne walks in with the wi-fi baby monitor the same kind that i bought my brother <laughs> yes and his wife mm-hmm. uh so i know so i knew it was pretty expensive and, and high tech but apparently they got wi-fi in alexandria <laughs> so he walks in with the wi-fi she walks in with the wi-fi baby monitor and she kicks rick and says move uh like to give us some space on the couch so she could sit down because uh, he was manspreading yes and, he was and as soon as she walked in in them clean jeans uh you know my, my first thought was hey boo hey you know and she's smiling looking at you know judith on the camera and you know she kicked him in the in the side and said move and it was almost like hey big head you know uh texted him and um rick took his boots off that's when you know it's serious you know sure they smell like sick wet dog and corn chips oh. yeah so um she asked you know basically uh about his day he said yeah we ran into a guy i don't even feel like talking about it because <laughs> he, he had a he had a pretty bad day yes and, he did you know lost that truck and all that shit and so uh she said what guy you ran into a guy he said yeah uh daryl's supposed to be watching him until another guy could take over um then he asked her about her day and she said it's kind of the same he said so you ran into a guy too and she was like nah not that and it's clear she didn't feel like talking about killing uh <laughs> killing and burying um Deanna. Right. uh so they both kind of just chilled out like okay we don't feel like talking about this shit um and then he was like oh i I remember i got you something and pulled out his backpack back pocket because he couldn't get the the toothpaste um put out some mints yeah and she said so you giving me this instead of toothpaste and she was laughing and then he said um (laughs) he was like well i got the toothpaste but it's in a carton at the bottom of a lake (laughs) right and she goes oh so you had a day (laughs) yes you did uh and she had to smile like she was almost gonna clown him or whatever um and so he was laughing and he put his hand on hers where he had handed her the mints Mm -hmm. and then the hands were staying kind of close for a little bit i know and i was like what the hell is happening here what the hell is happening (laughs) in this motherfucking house (laughs) no i was i was i was losing it man um i was like y'all y'all hanging too long yeah i don't you know i wasn't i wasn't really ready for um i wasn't really ready for this i was like because i was i have here's the thing i have given up on rishon i've given up you know what i'm saying like i was for rishon then rick went fucking bananas crazy yes he did and i said you know what man nah michelle you could do better you can't be dating these crazy white boys okay like i don't care about the regular white dudes that's fine you know <laughs> the normal ones have no problem with white people as in, in general as a brand individually or whatever but when it comes to just crazy white men tm i say we stay away from them period i don't care who y'all okay they've been known to do crazy things we you've seen the news but uh i you know this episode i hadn't had that queasy feeling about rick the whole episode and i realized it's because time has passed and he was acting right the whole fucking show 
yeah act like he had some sense you know because when he was at the jesse man he was like a fucking wolf on some bacon dog he was uh-huh. like every time he seen her i was like mm, yeah i'm gonna fuck that bitch it was like it was like them like a street harassing ass twitter nigga right for a whole season last week just I, every time he seen i'm gonna take it i'm gonna take that bitch i'm gonna oh man i told my gun i'd kill her husband right now he's like damn nigga <laughs> calm down i don't care about your kids i raise your kids i'm russell wilson i don't give a fuck like nah, <laughs> calm, calm down rick it's cool bro you just you know y'all just getting some civilization back maybe we can just you know ixnay on on the ap ray uh where you approaching this woman <laughs> he went to hand her his baby and kissed her she didn't ask for that nope she didn't you know so so and, and she was like an abuse victim and shit it was just right it was, it was he, very terrible right he forced that relationship and this one of those things where people try to was calling her a whore and you're like nah that's all rick that yeah, was all rick it was him right he was the problem uh, but he was acting sane the whole episode. He was talking about, uh, listening to Michonne and them. And, you know, Michonne's the only one that's been checking him through all this, but it's about time he woke up and listened, you know, cause, you know, Michonne's the only one that's been advising him. She knocked his ass out when he was acting crazy in town square. Yes, yeah, she did. Like, you know, she's a boss of her own, in her own right. And they've always had this friendship there, but, you know, I felt like the show never really built on that the way I would have liked them to. And once he went crazy for Jesse, I said, Oh no, girl, don't, don't date him. Mm-hmm. Not him. Like you're going to be on some revenge porn website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then when they, when they touched hands with the mints. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Denai smashed that. She she put that 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 smile out there. Smile wide is all outdoors. Oh, it was sweet. She leaned back, and they both kind of had that look on their face, like, "Is this happening?" I don't even think they believed it. They right? really looked at each other like, "Is we about to do this?" They both picked up. I saw them both pick up the script and look at it and say, "Yes, it says kiss." And then they started <laughs> kissing. Right? They was like, "Did you read what I read?" Yeah, I they think couldn't I did. believe it either. No. They looked that at just shocked as the audience. They could have broke the fourth wall like Deadpool. <laughs> I know, right? They might as well looked at the screen. Go, we don't believe it either, y'all. And I let out a uh, a yelp on my motherfucking couch, like I was in the room. Like it was, I was like, oh, oh, oh they kissed him, and they they started. <laughs> Am I supposed to be here? Do I need to leave the room? Right, and they they did the double kiss. Like they did a kiss, then they looked at each other with their eyes because their eyes was open during the whole kiss, and then they looked at each other like that was that's kiss again to make sure and they kissed again <laughs> make sure the, nobody gonna back out the deal right and one of the things i really liked about it is it wasn't this like weird lustful thing where it's like i want you so bad i'm gonna rip your clothes off like it wasn't mm-hmm. that kind of shit because i felt like he was like that about jesse now i know they never got right. to have sex but i felt like he was like that about jesse like i can't wait right. to just get you with this shit it was kind of like this wow we got a moment to be human we're not worried about fucking survival at this direct moment we're not living on the street like dogs we're not stressed right i don't i'm not worried about killing alexandrians or them breaking in my house and killing me um we can relax i feel safe right and you know they they went upstairs and had some sex y'all it wasn't graphic or nothing they just showed them laying in the bed at this post coitus and uh i did not know this 
i thought it was just uh, a black man thing or maybe just a, a me thing but apparently um everybody that sleeps with black women falls asleep with their hand on their ass i didn't know <laughs> that that was a thing rick was already hit the game <laughs> i mean, he like that brown sugar i guess it's just a natural thing we all must do it i don't know um but yeah he had the hand on her ass and everything and then um while they were sleeping all you heard was um rick rick and i was like man what the fuck <laughs> right <laughs> what's in this room with them it's a goddamn ghost <laughs> and uh rick jumped up out of bed and so did michonne immediately she grabbed a sword he grabbed his gun right they was like you know what no matter what we ready to go to war and it was jesus this nigga that got out of the motherfucking cuffs like david blaine and oh. was back up in the motherfucking bedroom now, again. Now you know you can't hold Jesus down. Right. I'm assuming it was the third day he rose. I don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, come they, on now, Jesus is right on time. Come on, dog. He's like, I may not come when you want, but I'm right on time. You know what I'm saying? Can't thinking? no chains hold me down. He probably heard Michonne calling out for him the ah. whole time. <laughs> He's like, I'm coming. Damn. Just let me get out these chains. But yeah, so Jesus snuck up in the bedroom and that was the end. They both jumped up with the sword and the gun and Jesus was, Jesus was staring at him. Um, you know, so it was, uh, but it was, it was like a, a, the perfect ending to a very funny, you know, moment. And then the other thing is that when Jesus, when Rick and Michonne got out of bed, Jesus never took his eye off of Rick. Mm-mm like and i don't know if it's because rick had a gun and michonne had a sword if he was just trying to be a gentleman or yeah because when she stood up she was butt naked right or maybe he's just into dudes i don't know he was looking at he was looking at rick kind of hard is what i'm saying and i'm not saying that because uh it's homophobic maybe he was just being a gentleman I, but i, I noticed that right. shit he never took his eyes off of michelle off, off of rick and i you know and maybe if he would have cut his eyes on michelle maybe she would have cut his arm off i don't know right because honey she was like yeah i might be but nigga but i'll fuck you up this sword and he did say rick you know i want less talk not right. guys lady and gentlemen right like, it was like too he, rick. he wanted rick right but he um, snuck it out like a fucking ninja right jesus he snuck from the doctor's office through the whole neighborhood he took the wheel everything <laughs> yeah he did he was, he, he was, was on somebody said he's on the main line right, tell him was, what you want he was the co-pilot yeah he was he was <laughs> a pilot <laughs> that motherfucker was he was in that bedroom dog yeah he was um all right we have some emails let's do those day walking this is from turk hey guys that hotel letter from last week made me laugh so hard i got the hiccups the irony of that letter letter is that it failed to mention the one actual instance of slavery on the show which was beth and noah's captivity at grady bless his hotel part ah! <laughs> right i have a public service announcement stop comparing the show to the comic they are two separate universes no one is right. taking the comp- place of the comic book andrea on the show there is no andrea on the show anymore stop setting yourself up for disappointment and respect the artistry of the show's cast and staff right i've always said that they they, there's some landmarks and certain things that they may kind of pluck but Mm -hmm. overall i see them as two different universes and two different timelines me too Uh, i think they have major story arcs in common but that's it like like i think they definitely go okay we want to have them do this and we'll have them do that but the way it happens on the show can be totally different right i also have a proposal there needs to be a walking dead after dark the walking dead after dark is the same as the 8 p.m showing but at 10 p.m with unedited cursing and nudity 
i'm a self-admitted perv who would like to see some unrated rishon action side note it was smart of the powers that be to not show the sex because so many ingrains would have complained about the portrayal uh best to leave it to our imaginations peace turk yeah but when you're dealing with race um right and sex and relationships you're gonna always have some people that aren't happy Correct. and you know to the to a large extent you know uh i hope those people find happiness somewhere but some people they're they have a complicated relationship with race and they're just never going to be happy and they blame it on a lot of things with these shows and stuff but right honestly it's, it's an internal thing with them right and it's really just a sometimes you're okay with shit and sometimes you're not right and i and i think it's with all black people with all marginalized people we all have different lines but sometimes i feel like people try to present themselves as speaking for everybody when they're not you know because i like i personally do not have a show uh issue with this show uh racially i actually think it's one of the most uh well done forward thinking shows when it deals with race but i don't think that um you know but i don't but at the same time i'm not trying to dismiss black people who do have an issue i just don't share it you know and i don't nope. you know i i don't necessarily see it the way they do i don't have an issue at all but you're right if they would have shown some graphic type of sexual thing there would have been somebody with a problem somewhere so it is what it is and there were people that had problems with this hookup anyway yes it was they I was saw not happy a couple black men that weren't happy like well she's with black men in the comic books and shit like that i saw that well it's not don't follow the the comic comic right um platform also um and 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 if if they kept it like the comic books a lot of y'all would have been calling her promiscuous calling her calling her a hoe and shit for having multiple partners and shit come on now um over the course of this this you know the z-pop um not to mention in the stuff that happened with the governor y'all would have really flipped on the show Mm -hmm. um also um the other thing was uh a lot of people did not want to see this hookup now people were like oh i didn't see anybody complaining i, I searched the hashtag rick shown and everybody was happy no 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 no. you don't search the hashtag no rick Shone. those people wanted that Every, those are all people who support the, the ship the right? right or at least know the concept what i did was i searched twitter for michonne no <laughs> and let's just say it was a lot okay it was a lot of stuff that people were extremely upset with the idea of this black woman hooking up with that white man Mm -hmm. and it was mostly white women or not black women and they were pissed yes they were no they should just be friends they ruined their friendship um i didn't want to see him with her why couldn't he get with jesse anybody but michonne uh the bunch of people in spanish were saying shit and i noticed negra was used a lot mm-hmm. um so it was a lot of people not for this relationship mm-hmm. and i can't front man once um you combine the fact that one they did it right rick became a better person before he even got with michonne which right. is something i felt was just crucial um but then two racist people mad yeah i'm all team rickshawn let's go I, fuck I'm that 100 percent team rickshawn shit mm-hmm. wish i would let a racist motherfucker be get get the day off on my i'm not gonna be on your side racist assholes nope yeah I was i'm com- here for interracial love completely on the side of, of team rickshawn now mm-hmm. um 
uh cecil rice said hello todd and karen wasn't able to get my email off in time last week so i'm doing it earlier i like this episode thought it was solid few thoughts why did daryl react to rick's cd like it was daquan's mixtape uh, he was not happy about that music can we get a spin of show of you spin-off show of eugene and daryl eugene's dialogue mixed with daryl's what the fuck face would be great i didn't read the comics but i remember y'all mentioning this jesus character so hopefully that'll bring a new wrinkle to alexandria do y'all think there's a more diverse show on tv they've had an interracial couples gay couple multiple people of color who aren't just there as fillers strong female roles and a redhead enjoy y'all's recap yeah um <laughs> you'd be hard pressed to find you know a show more diverse i'd say that uh walking dead feedback from eve she says hi rod and karen what a great episode all my dreams and wishes come true with Rashawn finally getting it on unlike the people who claim that this seems rushed i think the writers have been building up to it for the past three seasons and dare say i some of the people who don't like them together are racist i'm with mm-hmm. you also um yeah it does i i don't know i can't say that it doesn't feel rushed but i'll say this they did take the prerequisite time of saying there's a time skip of say a month or so between this episode and the last one you know we don't have to go through the morning of jesse which i really didn't think was a necessarily a healthy or real relationship in the first place i think that quote unquote morning was that flashback yeah and i don't think they that's all you needed yeah and i don't think they needed a strong like courtship thing i really just think these people have been together for a a long ass time and they finally got a moment where they weren't worried about like how do we (laughs) how do we not get eaten by these people at terminus or yeah you know i hope the governor doesn't kill us or like it was just a moment of there's no wolves coming there's you know it's just us chilling and they got you know we have houses they had two or three family moments whether it was carl and um and judith and michonne or the 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 toupee scene like they had moments where they weren't worried about anything but just normal everyday shit didn't carl call her mom i don't think so i don't remember that when did he say that i don't know i don't know why Uh, he might not have no i'm pretty sure that never happened but they just had moments where it was just it was just you know a relationship outside of just trying to live and i think that's that enabled this to happen and i don't think you i think everything's gonna feel rushed in the zombie apocalypse when glenn got with maggie it felt rushed but now they've been together all this time right true uh but who cares fuck them i like that there was a time jump i like that they show rick not putting on his wedding band which signaled, signaled to me that he was ready to really move on I'm still celebrating and doing a happy dance. The sex was so good that they saw Jesus. <laughs> and who would have thought Jesus was a ninja? Eva E. He was. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to um, Fonte from Little Brother and uh, Foreign Exchange and, you know, obviously Solo. Uh, he's He said, man, I don't trust this Jesus dude. And I was, and I was like, well, what if it was played by the dude from Black Jesus? Cause you know he did all the music to Black G uh, to Black Dynamite. I was like, what if he, what if it was played by the dude from Black Jesus? Would you trust him then? Racist. <laughs> uh, Walking Dead twenty twenty one two twenty one episode. This is from uh, Adrian. She says hi. Definitely gonna be less wordy this week. Thanks for reading my long email last week. A couple of thoughts. 
they get they got a little two by four with to the head with the intro indicating time passing between a photo of carl and judith with a cut to the watch i guess the walking dead does not do subtle unless they are trying to do confusing obfuscating uh eg glenn i don't even think the glenn shit was was subtle that shit seemed very like i said i think i called it like that week or the week after i was like he gotta be alive or it's like is either way it's gonna piss people off but he gotta be alive or else why go through all this shit seems like to tell us six weeks later glenn's dead that, that doesn't even make sense um <laughs> i had jumped off of the rick sean train earlier this season but i was on it for quite a while and now the romantic hookup seems a little fan service uh probably you gave already gave your thoughts but if not what are your thoughts oh we gave them yeah uh it's not fan service to me it just uh like i said the the shit with jess felt stupid it just felt it just felt that felt way worse than this shit i I don't like people were blaming jesse and all this shit and i i don't know that's just societal we hate women and so we have to blame a woman for rick acting like a fucking savage but uh i personally don't feel that way i just feel like uh it's it was on rick and i don't know what the writers were thinking like oh finally we got a white woman on the show we can make a relationship or what but whatever happened there i'm glad it's over so um and it wasn't her fault as an actress i like jesse as a character i thought she was really stand up and really told rick to back off and all that stuff was well done but i just hated the way rick came across in all of that shit he just seemed very territorial and and just like a like a weirdo um how are y'all going to handle reviews of the walking dead game of thrones and fear the walking dead i don't think all three are going to overlap but are you going to do multiple review podcasts every week have a lovely week i don't know uh i don't i don't think they overlap so i don't know but if it comes down i'm gonna be honest if it comes down to fear of the walking dead is gonna be on at the same time as game of thrones That's i'm covering game of thrones right I, it's not even close to me i don't know why they would do that it makes no you gonna fuck your ratings who goes up against game of thrones if it comes down to that i don't know if it will though i don't think it will and if it i don't does, know we'll just continue to go on it'd be like a, con- a continual thing like you know if, if, if they're separate we'll cover one and then go straight into the other one or whenever the next one comes back but like, we don't have a problem with that yeah if they the same i don't know i can't see us doing i don't want to turn our podcast into just a show review podcast because to me that's not it's not really fun um yeah not, not hope they didn't do that bullshit that's dumb yeah it sounds stupid to me as well. right it don't make sense um all right let's uh get into our our game segments uh here uh, i don't think we we wrapped that up pretty good um let's do uh some um fucking with black people and then we'll just do sore ratchetness after that okay we'll do guest the race Saturday, sunday or something mm-hmm. but uh all right fucking with black people time just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game where we go all around the globe and we get articles about black people and we decide how much we feel fucked with in intervals of 25 from uh, zero to 100 uh today's guests are everybody let's see who is playing the game uh cnn had a segment where um they talked about um 
beyonce uh so this kind of doubles up for our beyonce segment yeah i'm about to say i'm surprised you play that music well you know what i don't have time for everything today okay. no problem uh but <laughs> <laughs> cnn uh, i'll had, forgive you today huh i said i'll forgive you today cool well they had a segment where they brought on this guy that always defends the police whenever they shoot people and a panel of black people and don lemon it's a statement and and shows me support for an organization that has murdered and assassinated police officers for years bakari go ahead i was just so encouraged that so many black people watch and all americans watch that pbs documentary because there's a misinformation campaign that has long existed in relationship to the black panthers and it's it's high time that we talk about the truth and that we really begin to analyze correct history there's not one narrative about the black panthers the police don't get to tell that what the black panthers are we get to define what they were for us go ahead bakari I have to laugh at Harry Hauk. Come on. I have to laugh at Harry Hauk for actually saying that this was racist. I, I, Harry's a friend, so I have to laugh at him for actually saying this is racist because it's not. And I wish Harry and others were as vocal as when, when we have young African-American men who die at the hands of police officers for committing crimes that they should not be sentenced to death for. With that being said, I think that Beyonce, like myself, like Michelle, like Kiarna, even like you, Harry, we all agree that police officers go out every day and they, they serve and protect and they do so with such honor. However, there is a very, very specific pain that is felt by African Americans that Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar are speaking to right now. Let's add a, another layer on top well, of this. Well, why are the okay? very few instances that occur, the very few instances that occur where police officers are involved in some kind of misconduct or maybe even murder, those police officers are 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 sent to court and they're arrested and they are convicted. No, right? they're not. Why no, they're not. Why are those few instances they're not part of the? Yes, they're they not are. though. Well, then you tell they're me not. which. You tell me which cases. You tell me which cases, which ca- Bakari. No, I mean, we can go, we can go, we can go down the line. We can, we can go down the line here. One at a time, please. One at a time. That what happened in Ferguson was murder. I'm sorry, it was not. Okay, what happened in uh, in Staten Island was murder. I'm sorry, but it was not. Okay, what happened in North Carolina? I mean, Charleston? we can go back. Yes, I mean, I'll we, agree. That, we can go back to, that was murder. We, we can go back to February 8th, 1968, Harry, where you had eight officers fire, group, fire, fire shots into a group of students known as the Orangeburg Massacre at South Carolina State. We can actually talk about that, Harry. We can talk about the fact that we have people, whether or not it's Walter why Scott you, or Zachary Hammond. Why don't they talk Hammond. about the real We have all of these people that go without finding justice. This whole why thing don't is about the real issues, though. What real issues? Why do you, you talk, talk about, about the real issues? Right. You want to talk about the black, black crime? Exactly. That's the real issue. Ah! The, you, the chances you are there are there are times more black of killed by another yeah. black Harry, than a Harry, officer. here's the thing. There's I don't think anyone here will say that there is not an issue with people killing each other of all races, but there are two separate you can walk and chew gum at the same time. You can Apparently talk about it's not people, an issue. you can Why have you can talk people that. can talk about um, people being shot or abused by police officers and you can also talk about on the other hand people who are killing each other on the streets. But I want I want to get Nichelle in here. Law enforcement feels that uh, mm-hmm. Beyonce Nichelle is promoting division between law enforcement and African American communities. I talked with the former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. He's been brought up a lot in here about this a little over a week ago and here's what he told me maybe it might not be a bad idea for people who have the kind of fame and celebrity that she has to teach everyone not only in her community but in every other community to respect the police to respect the uniform 
not to make it appear as if they're the enemy, but to respect the uniform of our police officers, of our military. That's the way I was brought up. That's a lot safer way to bring up your child, by the way. Michelle, this is what you do every day. You speak to artists yes. uh, in the entertainment industry and beyond. So what exactly is the responsibility of an artist like Beyonce in the community? And what are people, at least in the industry, you would know, saying about a responsibility of someone like a Beyonce? Right. Well, first of all, to Mr. Giuliani, it's the way I was brought up as well. And I'm quite sure that it's the way that Tina Knowles and, and Matthew Knowles uh, also brought up Beyonce to respect uh, the police. And I'm quite sure that she does. You know, what I think is really interesting here is... When did the conversation go from, you know, Beyonce making a statement in her art to she hates the police? I mean, I really don't even see correlation there. And I think that it's, it's very interesting when these people who, the majority of them, and because I'm speaking about the police. Well, Harry, can you let me finish, please? I mean, right. I, I didn't interrupt you. I sat and listened to everything that you were saying. I'd appreciate the same to, to me. But what I was saying was... Uh, that I think it's very interesting that these people that I consider everyday heroes, the majority of them, and I'm speaking about the police, um, now are saying, because we're mad at you, we are not going to, or we potentially don't want to do for you what we signed up to do, and that's serve and protect. I don't know, this is America, and we're allowed to have a voice, we're allowed to have freedom of speech, and if you don't want to serve and protect someone that you may not agree with, I'm not sure why you sign up to be a police officer. Okay. That's just my view on that. Don, now, we, have right. clear, we have to clear this up. Don, we have to clear up, the, the one issue here is not the fact that police officers don't want to protect her. These are, That's we're talking said. about side jobs, these are side jobs that the police officers get paid extra. They get paid extra to go out, and this is a volunteer work, to wear the uniform and protect somebody like Beyonce, protect the venue. This is not working while you're a member of the police department. You're just wearing the uniform. This is a side job. These are the jobs that the police officers are talking about that they want to boycott. But they're also protecting the people who go to the show as regular citizens as well. This is a side job. They do not have to do this. All right. right? But so, fuck that dude. They always bring that asshole on there. Ah. Oh, yeah, I give it a hundred, man. Yeah. And I'm not even giving it a hundred to Harry Hawk. I'm giving it a hundred to CNN. Right. Why they keep him employed. Right. They fuck. keep him doing his thing on national TV, trolling black people mm -hmm. with his stupidity. Every week, every time a kid is shot, they don't take it serious. They think this is a good opportunity to get Harry Hawk onto our uh, latest panel to argue with black people while he's clearly being racist and wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the same guy that thought the, the girl who got slammed in the uh, in the chair by that police officer was uh, he thought that that she deserved to be slammed. And that nothing should have happened to that officer. So right, I, you know, it, and it's just to the point where I, I, I'm to the point when it comes to news and media and the things that I consume, I actually get it from all alternate areas. You know, because it, it's it's to the point now when when you go to the big publications, instead of getting the truth, instead of reporting the facts, you get a fucking debate panel. I didn't come here for a goddamn debate panel. I didn't come here for for oh okay, you got three minutes. You got three minutes debate I, I came for you to give me the facts and and it's in and it's now it's not facts anymore is how can we get the highest ratings what can we do to entertain you and sometimes the news is not always fucking entertaining and that's something the reality that people have to face and they don't want to face the reality that telling you the facts ain't always pretty 
Yep. Um, a hundred for me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred. Uh, all right. Uh, let's wrap this bad boy up with some uh sword ratchetness. Um, uh, here we go. Now that's cutting it close. <laughs> Do you know who else likes to cut it close? Who? Bevel. That's right. Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps. You can get clearer, smoother skin with Bevel. Okay, that's what you want. You don't want to get sliced up with a sword. You want to get sliced up with a razor. But just the hair on your face, not no actual skin. You don't want to be bleeding and stuff. Every time I shave with Bevel, man, I feel so good. Other razors leave you bleeding and cutting. You got to put pieces of toilet tissue on your on your skin and stuff like this to get to absorb the blood. Like I don't have to deal with that with Bevel because it close it cuts close, but it doesn't try to cut my face off. Okay. <laughs> you can trust it unlike people that own swords check out getbevel.com today and use code tbgwt to get 20 percent off of your first month getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com a man attacked his housemate with a samurai sword on his birthday before stabbing himself in the stomach holy shit happy birthday stab stab guess who's cutting the cake and you apparently keith arkley appeared in the court on crutches two months after the incident the 49 year old who kept the sword beside his chair lost control when the victim annoyed him after drinking a liter of vodka during his celebrations prosecutor jenny hag told side crown court on friday that arkley swung the sword at the man's head cutting his arm as he protected himself and slicing it to his scalp requiring five stitches friends friends who have been drinking with them phoned the police as the man staggered bleeding into the street Arkley then became agitated and he lashed out at uh, furniture with the sword before it was taken from him. Well, what they got to do? What the couch do? Ah! He grabbed a knife and he went to the back door. He smashed the neighbor's kitchen window, threatening a woman with a blade. He then stabbed himself in the stomach before he was tackled by police officers. She must try to kill herself. And disarmed. Miss Haight said Arkley had a previous conviction for possessing a knife in public. He, had, he made no comment when he was interviewed but he made admissions that he was seen again in in hospital oh when he was seen again in the hospital he pleaded guilty as a preliminary hearing victim the victim asked the judge for protection from arkley and he made a restraining order banning him from containing from contacting him for five years brian mark defending said arkley accepted it with an unjustified unprovoked and frightening attack uh, he said Arkley recognized he needed help to solve his problem and he was keen to undergo cognitive therapy. Mr. Mark said uh, that a probation officer's pre-sentence report rated Arkley's future risk as relatively low. Yeah, I mean, he just had a sword and he attacked people when he was drunk. I mean, he probably won't do it again, right? <laughs> he only got arrested for having a knife before, so That's all. it's not like he's graduating weapons. Uh, yeah. yeah. Next time when he has a gun, point. I guess y'all take him serious. All right, guys, we'll talk to you on Saturday for Feedback Show. Premium people, we dropped a pregame today, and I also dropped 
uh all season reviews i actually dropped two of them one of them's for tyrant season one i actually i literally recorded this two years ago with justin for, <laughs> forgot to put it in the feed so for those of you looking you got it and there's now a new rss feed for all season reviews uh same password and everything as the other ones but uh it's on you know the blackouttest.com slash premium make sure you sign in first if you're a premium user scroll to the bottom get the password get everything get the rss feed plug it into your apps like rss radio and podcatcher and podkicker and stuff and enjoy those on the go and like i said also in this to the all season review new pregame uh and it was a good fun when it was long it's like an hour and 40 minutes but i was listening to it when i was recording it today and it was so fun and so funny i think you guys are all enjoy it all yeah, right guys and you did the one with jessica jones is that out too? jessica jones is the all season review and it's it's with leslie from the interracial john so if y'all like leslie um and you like jessica jones i don't know why you wouldn't like that review you need to be checking us out um we stay grinding we stay working baby that's what we do over here that's what we do um we'll be back uh sunday so uh until then saturday Saturday. so until then i love you i love you too